uh, go for launch. Five. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Four. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. This whole thing is insane. Three. Quiet, please. I am analyzing. Where's the kaboom? Two. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. One. chance. I'll toss you. Heads for King Kong. Tails. Greetings, my fellow galactic travelers, and welcome back to Planet 8. This is your mission commander, Larry, speaking to you from our hidden base. Chief Engineer Bob is here by my side, as always, in the command center, and circling Planet 8 in our orbital spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer Karen. And on this episode of Planet 8, your intrepid crew has gone on over to HBO Max yet again. This time, we watched King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong, depending on which team you pick straight away. Let's take it to the biggest monster fan that I know, your commander and mine, 
or your commander. <laughs> I, I, your chief and mine. <laughs> I got a promotion. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Promotion for this episode. You've seen it more than I have, and it just came out yesterday, so. Well, yes, yeah, so Godzilla versus Kong. He still hasn't become king, right? Because he lost the battle. Spoiler alert! What? But, uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, just... HBO Max, yes. Uh, in my household, we all stayed up until 2 in the morning. As soon as it started streaming at midnight, watched the whole Crazy thing. people. And I watched it again leading up to, to the podcast recording today. And I got two theater screenings coming up in the next week, so... Nice. Uh, gonna see it a bunch, but yeah, I thought it. I thought it was good. I thought it was exciting. I still think that Kong Skull Island is probably the best of the uh, of the legendary MonsterVerse mm-hmm. movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't decided if if I'm putting this above or below King of the Monsters, but it definitely you know fast paced monster action, everything you would want. Uh, you probably aren't going to be looking for deep characters, but it's a Godzilla movie. So if you're looking for deep characters in a Godzilla movie, then you'll probably only watch maybe like two or three of them. Mm. If that. But it's a lot of fun. And I thought, uh, you know, everybody did a good job. Adam Wingard, I think, had better pacing than, than Mike Doherty did on the, on the previous one. I think he fleshed the characters out a little more. Although it really depends on your taste in characters. If you like the Scooby-Doo kids foiling the uh, bad guy type <laughs> plot. I swear, Apex must have like the worst security. Because those kids got in there <laughs> really easy. I guess first yeah. off, were you guys Team Godzilla or Team Kong? Well, uh, go ahead, Karen. Were you? Well, I'm I'm out. I'm I know I'm outnumbered here. I'm Team Kong. You know I, I love apes and and I love the big ape the most. So I was going I, I was Kong. Team Godzilla. <laughs> I I know where you guys stand on on these things. So yeah, I mean uh, the, the main focus of the movie obviously is Kong. Yeah, which was surprising to me because <laughs> you know it kind of feels like it should be Godzilla. He gets first billing. Well, but I, I think the thing with Kong is he has kind of more of a personality. He has yeah. intelligence. So and he also has more of a connection with people. That came across clearly in the film. So in order to make the movie interesting, it was probably more interesting to focus on Kong most of the time. And Godzilla is like the threat. Yeah. I had read an article where one of the stipulations that Toho had was that Godzilla would do little or no emoting, that the emoting would be all Kong. And so they, they kind of had this dilemma because, you know, the Toho feels that he's more of a force of nature than, you know, a, a combatant. So um, they, they snuck it in, I thought, you know, here and there. Yeah, he had some looks every once in a while, like he did some stuff to, to Kong, and then he'd give sort of this kind of smirk or something. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I wondered watching the film if they were trying to move Godzilla back to more of the anti-hero or like you said, force of nature kind of character rather than being like, oh, he's the titan that saved us to being more of like, we don't really know what to expect from Godzilla, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the last two movies, though, he never really was Earth's friend. He was going after the, Mut- the Mutos. It just happened that the Mutos were our enemies. And then when Ghidra came along, he was invading the Earth. And Godzilla was challenging him because, you know, they all want to be the Alpha Predator or the Alpha Titan. So uh, he's never really done anything in the last two movies to really be a superhero or anything. I mean, his whole motivation in this movie was to find and fight Mechagodzilla. You know, whatever Apex was doing. And I think he probably sensed it due to the fact that it's Ghidra's skull Mm -hmm. in there you know, controlling him. But, yeah, I mean, he wasn't thinking, hey, this is a threat to humanity. I better save them. It was more like, hey, this is a this is a threat to me and my throne. I'm going to kick his ass. Well, Kong just kind of like, there he was, and they had the ancient rivalry. They've scaled these monsters up to such ridiculous sizes now that it's impossible for them to engage with humanity or, or enter a city without killing hundreds or thousands of people anyway. So, you know, right. you, when you when you look at, like, all the activity that they're doing in, in the cities, you know, they snap a bridge. Well, there's a few thousand people or a hundred people that die. You know, they knock over a building again. You know, there's hundreds or thousands of people dying. So, you know, now that they're, they're all big as skyscrapers, I mean, you think about where Kong started, he was like 30 feet tall, you know, when, it, when he first started. And then I think this by the second movie, he was supposed to be 50 or 60 feet. Now he's, you know, hundreds of feet tall. So it's it's almost impossible for them to interact with us without killing us. So how could they care about, you know, well, care about uh, people? Uh, unless you know sign language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're out taking a walk, you don't intentionally want to stomp on the bugs and stuff that are on the ground, but you're not consciously <laughs> avoiding them. You know, right. it's like you're not saving them from birds coming in and swooping them up or something. I mean, same kind of thing. You know, Godzilla's he's there. And he's taking care of his king of the monsters business, and we just happen to be on the opposite side of whoever he's fighting at the moment. I I can understand that. I think Kong had more of a relationship uh, other than that little girl. I mean, I I don't know that he went out of his way not to sit on people or, you know, when he got tossed around Hong Kong, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, well, he's a mammal. He's a mammal. And, and, you know, that what was the original Kong versus Godzilla and they compared their brain sizes? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let me ask you, uh, both of you, as far as, and I know they have like mocap, you know, uh, actors doing um, the mocap for, for uh, Godzilla and for Kong. Uh, 
are you okay with uh, the mocap versions, the digital versions of the kaiju, or do you miss the old, you know, man in a suit version of uh, Kong or Godzilla or whatnot? Well, I think the times we're in, it's going to be CG. I mean, I don't think it's even an option to have a man in a suit. Now, Mm -hmm. you have TJ Storm with the green outfit and the ping pong balls or whatever acting as Godzilla. So there is an element of that. There is an actor behind the CG. Mm -hmm. But as far as having someone in a suit, I mean, you couldn't pull this movie off with guys in suits. Yeah. Well, not the, yeah, not the size of the battles that they had. Um, Or just some of the moves or, Mm -hmm. you know, the... It's more acrobatic. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of is what it is. I mean, yes, people are wanting men in suits still. But, I mean, even if Toho goes back to making Godzilla movies, I mean, Shin Godzilla was not a man in a suit. Yeah, that was CG as well. So the man in the suit days, I think, are are long gone as far as Godzilla is concerned. I will say I miss it. Um, You know, I guess that's the nostalgic part of me. But I do appreciate, I mean, look, even, you know, Superman or Spider-Man or Iron Man, you know, there's CG elements to those characters flying around and doing battle. So, yeah, I, I can appreciate this is the way that Hollywood works now um it was impressive as all get out though i mean i i really liked those fight scenes and um you know godzilla swimming in the ocean like that and it kind of reminded me like an alligator almost you know the way it was like swinging his tail around and stuff um i i think this version of godzilla is one of my favorites he's just that tough looking mofo. <laughs> you know, Larry, though, talking about the CGI, one of the things, though, it's funny you bring this up because when I was watching it, there were moments where I felt like, oh, this is very man in suit like. Some of the, the ways that the characters looked or moved, and maybe that's getting back to the motion capture mm-hmm. or and some of the design elements, not just of Godzilla and Kong, but some of the other creatures, the, the smaller creatures that they fought or the humans encountered it reminded me of of some of the man in suit stuff we'd seen in other movies and i don't know yeah. i just like that they kind of captured some of the old time flavor um of the, of the films it was really i don't know it was it was i think there was a lot of fan pleasing of course there was a lot of call outs oh, to things yeah. in in past movies too uh-huh yeah, I agree. There were some Godzilla moments where it was like, oh, OK, you know, that that looks like Godzilla. And obviously Kong, you know, um, they did a great job uh, with him in this movie. I, you know, I, I still I'll have to watch it again. The whole battle axe, he used it so expertly as a tool, as a weapon, even as a shield. Um, but then again, he he's smarter, you know, than than your average monster, I guess. So. It's his Swiss, um, Swiss Army weapon. Well, I mean, if you look back at Kong, you know, King Kong vs. Godzilla in 1962, I mean, Kong took a few blasts from his ray. He got a little yeah. scorched, but I kind of, I'm under the impression that if uh, Kong didn't have his axe and took a few shots from this Godzilla's ray, he probably would have just been done right then. 
I I agree with you. I was kind of surprised how powerful this ray has become. And isn't there like any like residual fallout or anything? I mean, he drilled a hole to the center of the earth. This, that was, I, most of the movie, I turned my brain off. I said, I'm not going to think critically about it, but that was the one kiss my ass moment. Cause when Godzilla drills a hole all the way down through the earth to the hollow earth, it's like, uh, okay guys, I will believe in a giant radioactive dinosaur, a giant ape, you know, hollow earth, all this stuff. But, but him, you know, drilling a hole all the way through the earth. It was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Come on. That was a little much. Yeah. But then it was cool when Kong jumped out and started kicking butt. So it was kind of like, okay, brain off again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And the whole, I, yeah. I love the whole hollow earth theory. You know, I've, I've read stuff yeah, about it. It's like one of my that. favorite pseudoscience things if they do it on ancient aliens i love to watch it but there was a lot of goofy stuff around that too um and and i guess now they've found a way that you know kong can rule over the hollow earth and godzilla can rule over the surface world and they can be the two apex or not whatever whatever it is the the two top alpha titans yeah I um I, it took me a minute to realize that the the axe was one of Godzilla's or one of the ancient Godzilla's uh, dorsal fins, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that's why. Okay, all right, Durr. that's why I was absorbing <laughs> the ray and right, the right. That was cool. I also, it was like, okay, he's Kong, he's Kong, and then he sat on the throne, and it's like, oh, he's King Kong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah, the king really there. Call him king Kong in any of the movies. At least not yet. Is that yeah. a, a issue that uh, Toho has or is it an issue that or they just decided that at some point they'll make him king in the film series or, or what do we know? Well, I'm, I'm trying to think in, in King of the Monsters, did they ever say King Ghidorah or does they just say Ghidorah? I think they just said Ghidorah. I don't recall because King. Yeah, they also was, called him Monster Zero, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, but when they did call him Ghidorah, I think they just said Ghidorah. So I believe so. There's not a King Ghidorah. There's not a King Kong. Yeah, it's not King Godzilla. It's just Godzilla mm-hmm. King of the Monsters. <laughs> um, so I think just they would refer to like the Alpha Titan as King, and right now it's Godzilla, but. But it's yeah. interesting because Godzilla beat Kong. Kong technically beat Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He was beating Godzilla's ass. So then, how does that work? You know. Well, Godzilla was pretty spent. He 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 kicked Kong, but then he started going after this like Mecha Godzilla thing that you know. Uh, he, he was, you know, his battery's running a little low there. Oh. So Kong came in with the assist. That's true. Kong, Kong, Kong Kong's, had a nap, so. Hey, Kong's heart was almost stopped. So he was almost dead. But then he came back and beat Mechagodzilla, so. Yeah, hey. with a little George Jetson ship that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those were kind of a nod to the old Super X. I thought so, too. Yeah. But um, there, there it was some interesting. Little, 
there are some little Easter eggs here and there. Well, but, they carried Kong in the net. Yeah. Uh, up to the. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of a lot of people are putting online that uh, that that was a homage to uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, but in King Kong versus Godzilla, they use balloons, right? King Kong escapes. That's they right. used helicopters. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was more of a homage to King Kong Escapes than it was King Kong versus Godzilla. At that point, Mm -hmm. he did shove the axe in his mouth, the axe handle in his mouth. That was a nod to the to the sixty two film where Kong stuck the tree into Godzilla's mouth. Right. Oh, that's the other thing too. I loved how this movie just opened up with Kong. Boom. You know, doing this thing with the little girl and then made that tree into a javelin. And it was like, God, the action just like started right out of the gate. Well, he did that in Skull Island, too. Picked up the tree and just with one, you know, sweep of his hand, just shoot off all the branches. But yeah, he's a tool user. Yeah, I like that we didn't have to wait like a half hour. You know, typically in a in a Godzilla movie, you're like 45 minutes in before something major happens other than a rumble or a foot stomp. And, and who knew that Kong was into 60s pop? <laughs> <laughs> well, he got he got to hear a lot of it from those uh, the soldiers that came over in the 70s after Vietnam, That's right, who tried to... That's right. Although, you know, Kong Skull Island, I mean, they used... More 60s rock. Mm-hmm. So you had like the doors and you had some of the other stuff that they played. Um, this one, yeah, it was like the Hollies and Bobby Vinton and maybe well, like all this in there. They're trying to keep him mellow. <laughs> they don't want to rile him up. That's right. He didn't, really have, he didn't really have a song that went with his action scenes. It was all just his hanging out and walking around scratching his butt scenes. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I really liked was the villain's deaths in this movie. I mean, they were like very, very well done. Well, yeah, I mean, Mechagodzilla basically broke free of his controls pretty quick in this one. Yeah. Well, I was talking about the uh, telling the kids, oh, my Mechagodzilla, and then swipe, and there he goes out of the control room and his daughter got it good too now with mecha godzilla breaking control from the pilot were you guys thinking that it was just the computer were you thinking that it had something to do with the ghidra control system implants or whatever i i was not sure if we were supposed to think that you know ghidra was somehow that intelligence was controlling Mechagodzilla or what? Well, they, they were saying that Godzilla, or Ghidra's three heads were the, the necks are so long and the heads are so far apart that they had to use telepathy right. to communicate with each other. And so when they got the severed Ghidra head, and I don't know why they just used the skull, but they used the skull as the conduit for Ren Serizawa to uh, control Mechagazilla as the quote pilot, but he was well, he was not inside Mechagazilla though. He was right, you know, inside the Ghidra skull, down in somewhere in the control room there. But uh, but yeah, he was thwarted very quickly, and they didn't really go into him much. I mean, he's supposed to be the son 
of Dr. Sarazawa who sacrificed himself in King of the Monsters. Uh-huh. But, you know, at one point they said, you know, this is Ren Sarazawa, but they didn't really go any further to explain right. his lineage or background or whatever. You know. Like if his dad was so, his dad seemed very, in a way, supportive of Godzilla, and yet he seems... Uh, very opposed to the titans well see i said he could could have fleshed it out a bit yeah he admitted that you know maybe he blamed godzilla for his father's death even though his father you know sacrificed himself it was still godzilla that you know he could blame for the death which is why he would be going after it who knows could be in scenes that were cut out or something but yeah, I I mean I don't watch these movies for the human parts, and truth be told, a lot of times I'll fast forward through them. But at least the first time, <laughs> the first time through, I want to understand what the story is supposed to be. And yeah, they they weren't a lot of like real engaging human characters in in this. I mean, I thought the the whole scientist and with the hollow earth and then the other scientists with the sign language was kind of interesting. The, the kids and the, the um, podcaster guy, I really couldn't care less about, but the other, you know, the other group was kind of interesting. So it was very, you know, hit or miss for me on that part. Well, you know, looking back at Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, the film in the 2000s, 2003, um, it was handled a little better. I mean, Mecha Godzilla was built around the skeleton of the original Godzilla. So he had the skeleton, he had the DNA. And when he and Godzilla faced off and Godzilla roared, he recognized that roar and it like triggered memories and set him out. You know, he was supposed to be controlled by humans to fight Godzilla, but he went out and just started destroying Tokyo. And there was nothing they could do until his power ran out and he was just standing there. But with this one, yeah, there's no real explanation why Mega Godzilla became his own being, I guess. Well, two things, Walker. For the love of God, you couldn't have fast-forwarded through the Daijuman um Villagers scenes and Daimajin. Daimajin, sorry. Daimajin. Now that, that those stories, those are interesting stories. I know. We, you know, I know, I know. You slept through it, but well, basically uh, samurai hey. films, and then the yeah Daimajin like shows up at the end. With a oh, man, samurai films with a monster at the end. It was a it was a good nap that afternoon. Uh, uh, <laughs> second thing. Where's the third Ghidra head? So there's one inside the Mecha Godzilla, one that Kurosawa was was sitting in when he got like lambasted. Uh, where's the third Ghidra head, or will we have to wait till the next uh, movie? Well, there were only two after King of the Monsters. There was one that got severed, and then it, he grew another head back. And that severed one was the one that was showed up at the end of the movie. But Godzilla basically vaporized Ghidra at the end of King of the Monsters, so there is no third head. Oh, the, the, I guess I have to watch that again. He Not vaporized after. the whole 
Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll have to watch that again. I don't think I saw it again. It would melt down and just like explode it, and that was it. Then they had the one that you see like one of Ghidra's heads come up out of the ground, and then you realize that it's actually in Godzilla's mouth. He shoots his ray and destroys the head. Because you think Ghidra's, oh, he survived, but no, it's just Godzilla had his head in his mouth or his neck in his mouth. All right. Thanks for the clarification on that, Chief. So, what did you guys think when uh, they go to the Hollow Earth, Kong jumps up and goes onto the other side with all the purple rocks and stuff, and then he finds, like, basically this indoor amphitheater, but built to his size, right? Yeah. And so, and the throne, like you were talking about, Larry, there's a throne there. So basically, I don't know, is the implication that his people were capable of building this kind of a a structure? Or did humans or somebody like humans build it for them? I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that you could... it's supposed to be his ancestors that lived there. Now, they never really explained who built it. Right. That was a pretty intricate mechanism for him to charge up the axe and, you know, a big symbol of Godzilla glows, starts glowing. Mm Mm-hmm. But as soon as they got down there, the first thing I thought was Pellucidar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Edgar Rice Burroughs did a lot of Hollow Earth stuff, too. Yeah. Well, I was trying to figure out, was it androids, aliens, or wizards? (laughs) Um, Well, no aliens in this one. (laughs) Well, I assume it's the same people or beings that built Godzilla's... uh, Kingdom oh. or castle or whatever from the yeah. last film. Well, that was just an, ancient, was just an ancient underwater city that was in ruins. Yeah. And it had radioactivity down there, which is why you would go down there to recharge or recuperate. Mm. Maybe next time we'll, next movie, we'll get like a UFO showing up. Maybe. Really, really, I think it really depends on how this movie does. Because I know Toho's excited to get back to making Godzilla movies again. So I don't know if Legendary is going to continue after this or not. Mm-hmm. They can continue with Kong because they own him. But they license Godzilla and Ghidra and Rodan and Mothra and whoever else. So uh, it really depends. I guess it's Toho's decision whether or not to renew a contract or renegotiate. Well, financially, they they did good the first day. They made like a third of their money back. I forget how many millions of dollars. So they are on track to whatever their projections are uh, over the weekend. Um, Yeah, it did really well in China. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how how HBO Max translates into dollar figures for the movies that are showing on there. Subscribers. Yeah. Right, but how do you know they're subscribing for Godzilla versus Kong and not for the Snyder Cut or not for Wonder Woman or not for something else down the line? How many people subscribe this week? How many people cancel next week? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's beyond me. It is. um, Yeah, it's a brave new world, certainly for for um, film distribution and movie theater theaters and figuring out how this is all going to work going forward. Well, I think as the vaccine gets out there, I mean, 
Warner Brothers already decided they're not going to do this kind of thing in 2022. So it's sort of uh-huh. a 2021 experiment. And then they'll go back to theaters, I assume, unless we have another pandemic. But there is another, there is another Godzilla movie coming out this year. It's Godzilla Singular Point, which will be coming to Netflix. I know what month, but I can't say. But later. Oh, then. no. Later animated? Later. Animated, yeah. Oh, and no. Supposedly I've much heard bad things than, about those animated Godzilla. Oh, no, 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 no. Those three. Yeah, those three are a total waste of time. This one is totally different. <laughs> <laughs> and and how do we know this, Chief? Go look at the trailers. Plus, I've been talking to Toho, so. Oh, okay. All right. It's, uh, it's out in Japan now. So, people are starting to watch it, at least over there. I guess the, the ultimate test on this movie is when the Blu-ray comes out. A show of hands, who's going to buy it? No, just kidding. <laughs> This is not one of our all-video episodes that we show on YouTube, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, but Karen and Bob, will you buy the Blu-ray DVD combo package of this film when it's released? Yeah. I mean, I might. why not? Jeez. I got all the other ones. <laughs> I'll, be buying the, I'll be buying the 4K Blu-ray digital version. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, why not? Jeez. <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta get a good set. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, I was talking with Bob offline. Uh, Mondo's coming out with all kinds of stuff. I I got the Tiki mug, but I didn't get the the Godzilla figure. And Bob was like, "Of course, <laughs> yes, I got it. I did order it." So, so it's there a, was. I don't know. I can't remember when it's coming out, but. I have some time oh, you know, to find Mondo. some shelf space. Yeah, could come out in a month, could come out in a year. Who knows? Well, I mean, I <laughs> I just posted. I mean, I got my Christmas present like day before yesterday because it was a Mondo creature from the Black Lagoon that Debbie bought me. And, and, you know, she's like, I bought it and I didn't realize that, hey, it's Mondo, so you don't get it for like six months. Right. I order. I think we talked about this on the show before. I order stuff from Mondo, and then I totally forget I ordered it. And like six, seven, eight months down the line, a surprise shows up in the mail, <laughs> or people start getting it. And I'm like, man, I wish I ordered that. And then all of a sudden, this comes in the mail. It's like, oh, I did order that. <laughs> Thanks, Mondo. Well, I, I had gotten that Mondo creature through uh, Sideshow. So I was able to use some of my sideshow points to bring that monumental price down a little bit. (laughs) Well, I know you guys aren't, you're you're bigger Godzilla fans than King Kong fans, but um, Shout Factory has the 76 King Kong Blu-ray with all sorts of nice uh, extra features on uh, pre-order. I just pre-ordered that a a week or two ago. As did I. And... uh, Okay, so yeah, I, I that... ordered that baby about a month ago. Okay. I'm getting the poster. Yes, <laughs> nice, yeah, I'm not nice getting the poster. poster. I, I've got too many posters and not enough wall space. So, I just put it over some stuff. You know what you tell me, Chief? Just squeeze it together till you can get one more thing in there. Yeah, I can't squeeze posters together. Those are too damn big. Uh, just, I you know, and then you can. Those. You put it over and you can just flip it up and look at what's underneath. And <laughs> well, I need like one of those poster flip bins like they used to have at Tower Records and stuff. 
Hey, you can oh, rotate yeah. things like a gallery. You know, first three <laughs> months of the year it's these, and next three is that. Oh my god! I will buy it. I, in fact, I have the novelization on order. I have the art of Godzilla versus Kong on order. And uh, yeah, damn if I could find any of the toys at Walmart. But who wrote uh, the novelization? Was it Alan Dean Foster? No, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who wrote. <laughs> I just got a shipping notice on it. I could probably tell you here in a minute. Well, back in oh. the day, he wrote everything. I'm just—it's it late. Says, I'm it messing says arriving around with you guys. Tuesday, and uh, let's see. Novelization by Greg Keyes, K E Y E S. Oh no, never heard of him. <laughs> Do a good job, Greg. Well, I, I know one thing Bob didn't get, and that's the movie poster of. Uh... <laughs> oh, I will probably get. Yeah, I usually get the main one sheet, but but not. Uh, I mean, there were many variations of posters, and and now you've got the bus stop posters. that are in the the bus stop kiosks or whatever. Hey, just throw it on the side of your house, Bob. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> It'll last until the first rain, and then there it goes. <laughs> well, that's cool. Actually, Bob, I'm a little uh, curious about the Netflix, because like you were saying, the first three were not that great, but you're saying Go this ahead, one. Terrible, uh, say it. Horses, terrible. You... Well, what's that? They were terrible. Go ahead and say it. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But um, is this done by a different uh, company or a different uh, set of animators, I should say? It is. And okay. you know, if you look at the trailers, I mean, you've got Godzilla, you've got Jet Jaguar, you've got Gabara, oh. you've got Kamonga, okay. you've got quite a few Rodans in there. There's uh, quite a few monsters. You know, the, the, the last three that were on Netflix, um, like Planet of Monsters or whatever, I was very critical of because they were really sleepers, totally boring. And yeah. it's like, well, look, you've got animation. You don't have to worry about budget. You can have a hundred thousand monsters in there. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just, you just draw more in or paint more in or CG more in whatever they're going to do. But that was my main complaint about those other movies. That and the mm. fact that like when Godzilla was fighting Ghidra, I was on the phone with my friend, Kevin, and uh, I, I was watching it, and I said, you know, Godzilla and Ghidra have been fighting for about 10 or 15 minutes now, and neither one has moved. <laughs> it was just like, still fighting. But, no, this one, I think they learned their lesson. I think this is, like, their answer to the others, to the other three, uh-huh. and they're going to do something more, more exciting, obviously more monsters. And monsters, because if yeah. you look at the second one of the of the other trilogy, the second one featured Mechagodzilla, but Mechagodzilla was just a big city. He wasn't even in yeah. the movie. So, weird. Uh, yeah, terrible stuff. But uh, I think I think the new one's going to be more exciting. Give it a, give it a few months; it'll be on out on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look for the trailer. Um, I will say because we have some things to talk about at the end of this episode. I will say. I did miss the Godzilla March. Um, 
they came close to it a couple times. Yeah, they had like a variant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I also, getting back to the force of nature, and Bob, I can't think of the movie. I know you'll be able to name it, but there was a Toho Godzilla where he uh, the eyes were white. And uh, Baragon, I think. Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Yes. Yes, I loved that. And it, it wasn't that Godzilla was necessarily bad, but he did get back to that force of nature type concept from the original, or like in the original film. Um, this one kind of felt that way. His eyes, they didn't like turn white, but they, that blue iridescence, yeah. you know, it was like very ominous, you know. That was cool. Yeah, that was kind of confusing because they didn't do that in the other movies. So. It's suddenly like, oh, that's why like people watching trailers and, okay, there's his eyes are glowing in Hong Kong. They thought, oh, he must be Mechagodzilla. Like the first uh-uh. Mechagodzilla movie where, you know, he was walking, stomping around in Godzilla's skin and then he, you know, revealed himself. That was yeah. sort of the theory of what was going to happen here, but obviously it did not. But, yeah, yeah. I think the glow, I think, was just a progression as the, as the glow went up his spines. Yeah, it kind of went into his eyes and his mouth, and then, you know, he would... Yeah, I, I halfway thought we'd get a uh, burning Godzilla, kind of like the meltdown. I thought maybe they were going to go there, but they didn't, and that's cool. Um, well, I thought Godzilla and Kong were going to, like, shake hands at the end, too, but they didn't. Well, they kind of sort of gave that, you know, her, her, and then, you know, walk away. Well, I think, you know, like, Kong picks up the axe... And Godzilla takes a couple steps forward, and then he's like, puts the axe into the ground, like, okay, no, I don't want any of this. Right, right. And they had uh, the mutual respect moment. They had Godzilla swim off, and in the the sixties version, it was Kong who swam away. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, Godzilla swam away, and then. Kong went back to Hollow Earth and listened to the Hollies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure, you know, I waited for that bonus scene. I thought he would like well, go through credits? the trees or what's that, Bob? Like a post credit scene? Like a post credit scene. Yeah. Go through the trees or go up a mountain and there would be a female Kong. Uh, but they chose not to go there. So And then Kong was so damaged in the battle he had to get a pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> and Linda Hamilton showed up. That's right. And we get a nice remake of King Kong Lives. Yeah, he just he just takes that axe and pushes it on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> any any last thoughts or, or words, my friends, about uh, this film? No, I I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to what they do. You know, they they started creating this little mythology, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm interested to see where they go next, and like what other monsters they'll introduce. You know, I mean, they've brought in some of the the heavy hitters already, but there's a lot more they could do. And you know, with Kong, they could, like Bob saying, you know, they could come up with all sorts of original ideas. Now they've got you know, him in this hollow earth. So they don't even have to worry about him wrecking cities or whatever. They could bring in all kinds of monsters and ancient, you know, ancient ruins and all kinds of crazy stories. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there's a lot of um, potential for all, both of those characters. True, well, I was kind of wondering if maybe that's why they they focus so much on Kong in this movie. Because like I say, if Toho doesn't want to negotiate and they go back to making their own movies, then I assume that Legendary would continue on with Kong films. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you talk to Toho more than I do, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would think that, that they're making good money off of their, uh, off of their IP. And, um, but you know, Godzilla is so much a part of Toho. So I, I could see them saying, yeah, we're going to do our own films and, and thank you very much, you know, for the time we had legendary. Um, well, it was funny because, it was funny because Toho announced that they were going to do their own universe. Huh. And if you think about it, it's like they already did that. I, so I was going to say that they were all these other Godzilla movies they had out. That was a universe. And, then, you know, they're talking about doing like a Godzilla film and a Mothra film and a Rodan film and then bringing them all together. Kind of like the MCU did, but they've done that. They did it. Yeah. And hell, Universal I mean, did that back in the 30s and 40s. And I was going to say, it's like they're, they're going to build a Universal uh, universe. And it's like, you already did. Well, everybody wants their universe. Yeah. They all want their yeah. MCU. And not a lot of companies have been successful doing it. Yeah. So, can Toho? Or will Legendary continue? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I hope if if Legendary does, I want some aliens. I want aliens wanting to come to Earth, wanting to borrow Godzilla and King Kong to go fight, <laughs> you know, King Caesar or Baragon or something on the moon. Um. <laughs> well, that's when Gigan would have to come in. Oh, there you go. Gigan. Uh, I don't know. Well, was something fun, you know? Well, I mean, if you would have told me back when they did Godzilla 2014 that in future films you'd see Ghidra and Rodan and Mothra and then he'd fight Kong. It's like, oh, are you crazy? <laughs> but, you know, they, they did it. Uh, the only question is, can they keep doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd still like to see their version of a Mecha King Ghidra or a Mecha Ghidra because they don't call him King, but I don't know. We will... Uh, I guess we'll see. I always tell people, you want to see that stuff? Go watch the old movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's already there for everyone. Well, look, we, we have some great news here on Planet 8. We have reached the 100-plus member plateau over on our YouTube channel. So now you can just go to youtube.com backslash Planet 8 podcast and access our uh, our video episodes some of them all video the uh aip video we did um earlier with lord blood raw is a lot of fun uh, we're getting a lot of good uh, comments on that so hopefully you guys um you're already uh keeping track of our planet 8 podcast.com site and you can add uh the twitter site and the facebook site and now youtube you can get all everywhere this <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the videos were moving, some were standing still. So, yeah, <laughs> some like the outer limits just have a life of their own. It's just amazing, I tell you. 
this week's censor sweep, uh, Chief, we have a uh, memoriam to uh, to share. Go ahead, take it away. Yeah, well, I've got some good news and bad news. I guess I'll start with the bad news first. Those listeners who are familiar with Cleve Hall, you may have seen him as the Monster Man on Sci-Fi. He's yes. also been behind the scenes on hundreds of movies, all going all the way back to like Reanimator and a bunch of others. Uh, he was, you know, a monster maker, basically. Big fan mm-hmm. of everything. He even made the tying into this episode. He even made the Godzilla and Ghidra suits for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh wow! Pee Wee goes, goes biking through the uh, the studio, and they're shooting a Godzilla movie, and yeah. uh, he made those suits. Anyway, you, uh, you know, I I always thought that those were borrowed from Toho. They looked that good. Yeah, he did a good job, but that, unfortunately, yeah. he has passed away at the age of sixty-one. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the week that we're recording this, he uh, had a heart attack. And uh, he had some strokes previously, so his heart just wasn't strong enough to, to bounce back on this one. So just you know, kind of looking back, he showed up at our first Godzilla Fest just as a fan. I remember walking, he walked up to me and goes, Hi, I'm Cleve. I built the suits, the Godzilla and Ghidra suits for Pee Wee. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, then he was a guest at another one of our shows. And, uh, and that was kind of funny. The funny thing about that was he, uh, he showed up early, he had his grandkids with him and we, our shows tend to be family oriented. And, you know, <laughs> I was talking to him in the, uh, in the lobby for like a half hour before he was supposed to go on stage and everything was cool. And then and as soon as he gets on stage, it's F this and F that and F, F, that. And I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> I guess I should have said something to him. But I, figured we I was at that show. Stuff. That was funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and then another time at Monster Palooza, um, my daughter really wanted to meet him. She was watching Monster Man, and she uh, was dying to meet him. I told her, "Well, he's not a guest, but he's always walking around. I'm sure you'll run into him somewhere." And so it was like late in the day, and she and her husband, then boyfriend, decided they were going to go back to the hotel because they were tired. I'm like, "Okay, you know, going back." So I was hanging out, and maybe 10 minutes after they left, here comes Cleve walking down the dealer's room. So I'm like, hey, Cleve, come over here. We got to take a selfie. I got to send it to my daughter. She's been looking for you all day. So I had to, like, send that to her and say, hey, look who I ran into. But uh, <laughs> and then another time, he was doing a haunted house up in Northern California at a old abandoned railroad station. They gave him a part of it they had a huge haunted house took up the whole thing but they gave him part to do his thing and he called me up i was working in an av company at the time he called me up to get a camera and i had to get a broadcast camera down to him and he shot his parts that he was going to do on this rear screen and uh it was pretty cool he had his homemade monster suits it was a pretty cool effect that he did when we when we went to the actual haunted house like I say, a big fan, would hang out at Monster Palooza a lot, come to our shows. And uh, it was just a shock, really, to see the notice the other day that he had passed away. So young. Um, so if I go on to better news, 
better news. As the pandemic is lightening up a bit and people are getting their vaccines and movie theaters are starting to open again, Bay Area Film Events, my other group, we're going to do Godzilla's Monster Bash to open up the Balboa Theater in San Francisco. So the opening weekend of the theater, which will be May 14th, 15th, 16th, we're going to do 10 Godzilla movies rotating. We'll have vendors, we'll have prizes, all the good stuff. And uh, we're going to be celebrating the 60th anniversary of Mothra and the 50th anniversary of Godzilla vs. Hedorah, also known as Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. Uh-huh. So those movies will definitely be running as well as others. The original Godzilla, Mothra vs. Godzilla, Abra Horror of the Deep, uh, Godzilla vs. Gigan, All Monsters Attack, quite a few films. We're even going to squeeze the X from Outer Space in there. And I'm sure people have not seen that on the big screen. So uh, that'll be that'll be a treat for everybody. So that'll be May 14th, 15th, 16th. Just go to uh, Bay Area Film Events slash Monster Bash and we'll have uh, all the information there as well as links to the tickets. Unfortunately for this show, we can't do weekend passes. We have to do individual movie tickets because the theater has to sanitize the auditorium in between films. So uh, you got to buy individual tickets, but it'll be a blast. Hey, after everything that we've all gone through in the last year, just to be able to get out and enjoy something like that, it'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, partner Bob Bavon and I, we were commenting that last year was the first year in 15 years that we did not do one show. So we got Guzzle in May. We're going to do our regular Guzzle Fest in August. That's going to be two weekends back to back. But wow. we'll talk about that more as we get closer to uh, to that date. That sounds great. Okay, well, that takes us to the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. On that note, this will conclude this transmission from Planet 8. We would like to thank all of our intergalactic audience for listening. Be sure to head on over to our website at www.planet8podcast.blogspot.com where you can get more information on this episode's topic. For more conversation, find us on Twitter at Planet8Cast. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash planet8podcast. We want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode. We look forward to your input and opinions. Until next time, this is Planet 8, signing off. End transmission. By George, he's got it. It is the end. No more. I'm sick of Godzilla.
I think it stinks. This is it, George. Steve Martin signing off from Tokyo, Japan. 